Hey, what's up, everybody? I'll be coming out with a new podcast this week called Tough As They Come. I'll be sharing stories with people who've been to hell and back, showcasing the power of perseverance and the ability to rise above overwhelming adversity. These are stories that resonate with all of us. Check us out, Tough As They Come, coming out this Tuesday. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Raw Knuckles Podcast. Please like, follow, and subscribe. Say hi. What's up, guys? What's up there, Mark? How are you, man? What's going on? Good. How are you guys? Good. 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 Now, Ty's... Dirty Dorchester. Is he calling from Dirty Dorchester? No, No, not Dirty Dot. Um, No, Dirty... Ty's just telling me he could, um, you think you could take him in the ring with the gloves on, could you? That would be a 100% guaranteed fact in one minute. Uh, (laughs) When I stepped on the ice, I never backed down and I never stayed down. And I was vicious and I was malicious and I don't care. Welcome, Ty, to the Raw Knuckles podcast, Tim and I. Listen, we've had so many people email us, text us, you got to have Ty Domi. And I said, listen, I am trying. You don't know how. I'm trying to get in touch with his publicist. Um, I I call Wahlberg. I call Tom Brady. I say, can you get Ty for me? They said, we'll try. And finally, Heather comes through big time. My wife Heather calls me and says, no problem. We'll take care of it. So awesome to have you. Um, you're up in Toronto, um, visiting family and your buddy Wahlberg, I guess. Right. Did he, did he burn you out? Um, yeah, I did. Last couple of days. Wait to get him out of here. (laughs) He was. So what'd you you do? Did you do the workouts with him? The F45? F45 and. You know, the tequila we're involved in, it's called uh, Fletcher Azul. It's the mo- number one sipping te- yeah. tequila as we speak. So um, he got me part of that. So he keeps me busy when he's here. I don't know how he gets energy, but uh, that F45 knocked me out yesterday. So, so today I'm feeling the pain. Yeah, it looks, like a, it looks like a tough workout. Have you been working out or were you just kind of taking squash. it easy for the summer and all of a sudden? I play yeah. squash. I play squash. That's kind of my thing. Uh, it's uh-huh. like chasing the puck, but you only do three steps either way. So I play with my friend, uh, Mitch, who, uh, you know, he's a great player. And he gives me points, and, but he also has to hit to the back. I don't have to run to the front. So, you know, and he's 10 years older than me and good. He, he's, he's that good, but it's great exercise. And uh, so you know, you, the Fletcher, right? You say it's um, a sipping drink. Did you sip it or did you like swallow it? <laughs> I'm not a big drinker, as you know, Knuckles, but uh, you know, I we, know. Had big, we had a big crowd and, uh, you know, he said, come on, Ty, come on, you got to. So, you know, he chugged it down my throat a little bit, but I stopped. Oh, it pretty God. It's, oh. a te- it's a tequila, you said? Yeah, it's a tequila. Yeah, yeah it's good, How's, you ever tried che- You ever tried Chelly's uh, tequila? How's that? Yeah, I went to his son's wedding. I had no choice. <laughs> I went through the torture. <laughs> so the first time Ty and I meet, uh, I go to the softball tournament, NHL ad every summer. If they ever had that today, people would get arrested. It'd be a problem. But 
back in the day, we went, we had a team, the Canadians had a team, the Red Wings, the Leafs, everybody, they sent the team and we played this round robin tournament. Anyway, I had an autograph signing with Chelly at uh, a pro shop somewhere. And I walk in and who do I see? This little kid comes out to me, he says, hey, Chris, can I get your autograph? And it was him. And I'll never forget it. He told me, I didn't know at the time it was Ty, but when we met later in life, oh yeah. wow, he brought it back. He he said, "You remember the first time we met?" And I'm there, no. And it was in you that still store. Playing? How were you still were playing? You? Were you still playing, Chris? I just yeah, I was playing the NHL. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I got drafted cool. by the Leafs, and he was, you know, Chris Nyland, Stanley Cup winner, <laughs> him and Shelley, you know, the two, <laughs> two the two American heroes, you know, so. I was just, I, I was kind of like just watching them the whole weekend. And uh, it was like, you know, I want to be like these guys kind of thing, you know. And Knuckles, uh, <laughs> Knuckles was, you know, believe it or not, he was, uh, he was one of my idols and I wanted to be like him. And, you know, and I, I saw how he played in the playoffs and I was a kind of a tough kid and he was a tough kid. And, uh, but he can play and he got to play in the playoffs. So, when they were winning and I see how much he played and he was a, he was a big factor on the checking line. And I'm like, I want to be like that guy, you know? And then when he played for team USA, I was like, man, I wish I could play for team Canada, but I knew that was never going to happen. But uh, Knuckles was always one of my idols growing up. And uh, I was very blessed to, to become good friends with him. And I'm on his show now with you, Tim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And listen, I'll never forget that day. And I'll never forget another couple of days that we had. And uh, <laughs> one of them, uh, we were at a tournament in Cape Cod and um, Shelly was there and we were staying at a hotel and we had a few cocktails and I've never fought Ty on the ice. And I won't say it was a fight in the hotel hallway. It was a wrestling match. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now, I could not, I couldn't pin Ty for nothing. He had me down. I tried everything to get up, Tim. I could not move. He buried me. And then Chelly jumped in to try him. And then he buried Chelly too. Right, Ty? Remember that? Yeah. yeah. We were at Cam Mealy's golf tournament. I'll never forget. And we, we went, we went to Jay Miller's bar. You remember? And uh, you and Shelly were yeah. jumping out of the end. The courtyard. The courtyard. And we went <laughs> and the courtyard. I pushed Shelly in, in the fountain, you remember? Do, do yeah. you remember that part? And then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I do. Shelly wanted to get it on. And, uh, you know, I love Shelly, but, you know, I kind of was a strong kid. <laughs> but you were the guy and <laughs> you were determined to keep coming at me. <laughs> and oh my was, God. I wish I had, I wish we had phones then and we could have videoed it because honestly oh, I still I, was, oh, I still picture coming back. And Tim, if you know Knuckles, <laughs> he doesn't give up. He kept coming back and coming back and coming back. And he's my idol, you know? So <laughs> I get him out. He's like <laughs> there's spit coming out and everything. He's like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> I was foaming at the mouth and I got up in the morning. Well, obviously I had a hangover, but Tim, I had rug burns. Okay. On my elbows, my forearms, my knees, everything. I was, he had me pinned. I'm trying to get up and I burnt. I just had this big burn on my elbow trying to, it was crazy. And then Shelly tried and forget about it. Ty beat us both. And we're like, okay, 
we waved the white flag finally, and uh, we had a couple of cocktails to um, yeah. put us that together. Was that was great memories, Knuckles. I'll always cherish that, throwing you and Shelly around. That was after years later, after uh, after Niagara Falls experience and experiencing that with you guys in, in Boston at the Cam Haley's Golf Tournament. That was pretty, pretty memorable. Yeah, it was fun. Awesome time. Just, just wrestling your idol. That's actually really cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We um, and and listen, I I, I got to find out more about you because you know you spend your time with like Shelley, Wahlberg, uh, Tom Brady, <laughs> all all the boys, and I want to know a little more about you. And and growing up, like I met you that time when you're young, but. You were you were a good athlete. You did, you, you know, what drove you to hockey? First of all, the aggressive nature of it. One, but what were the other sports you played growing up? Well, I was number one was soccer and baseball. Yeah, and then when I got to high school, it was football. Um, hockey I didn't start till I was ten. My parents won't let me because they're European parents, and they thought I would get hurt. Believe it or not, they always say, you know, yeah, yeah too dangerous, too dangerous. So. But soccer was really my number one sport. And, but, you know, getting through school, um, you know, I was, I was probably the best athlete in the school as a kid in, in every sport, volleyball, basketball, track, everything. And so that's really how I got through school. I was dyslexic, so they didn't really know what dyslexia was at the time. And uh, so that's really what sports got me through school. And uh, that's all I look forward to is after <laughs> when, when the day was over, I was looking forward to what sport I was playing. And, um, you know, I was, I wasn't a dumb kid, you know, and my parents, yeah. that, especially my mother, um, but, you know, I experienced, I went through that experience and, um, I went, you know, to a school, um, you know, because my, my grades, I just didn't have that attention span and, you know, I never read a book in my life. Right. And, um, you know, the exam would come and I would draw pictures and <laughs> I just, I was one of those kids that, you know, I just couldn't hold it together in, in class and uh, getting through school was really that sports was my thing. And that was kind of my medicine and got me through life. And, and then I was fortunate enough to actually be a hockey player um, at a young age. I, I started at 10, but I started playing junior hockey when I was 14, junior C and Marcel Perlow was my coach who won Stanley cups and everything. I was very blessed. And, um, and Ted Lindsay was a speaker at the banquet. And I'll never forget, uh, we won the All-Ontario Championship, and I was 14. And uh, it was my team was all 18, 19, 20-year-olds. And these old guys had beards and drove and everything. And and I'll never forget, Ted Lindsay, you know, I got to meet him because Marcel played with him, and he spoke at our banquet. And uh, he said, he said, you know, the key is, he says this and this. Doesn't matter the size. So when Ted Lindsay said that, yeah. I saw the size of him. He wasn't that big of a guy. You know, I think that's kind of what really kind of triggered me to want to be a, a hockey player and professional you know, NHL player. And I knew I was going to be able to be going to Michigan or Harvard or any of that stuff. And Michigan was looking at me for football. All the schools looking at me for hockey. But once they found out about my my academics, uh, they knew I wasn't going there. So, well, um, I want to ask you about that. The d dyslexia now not being you weren't were you not diagnosed properly no, is that I, it you really weren't diagnosed when i was young but the older i got then so you weren't diagnosed yeah that was, well, was how diagnosed. how peterborough peterborough was how, known as peterborough was you know when i went to peterborough 
as a 16 year old, they were known as education and you can only get, you know, a Dick Todd coach and general manager said to me, he said, you know, Ty, you know, don't worry about school. <laughs> he said, just, you know, don't drag any guys down with you. So I was at the rink every day. Yeah. I didn't go to school. I'd go to school for lunches and go check out the girls and stuff. But other than that, I was at the rink playing ping pong every day. I was a ping pong champion and I'd play with the coach, <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah. I didn't. I so didn't they covered for you. They covered for the me. Coach before, co I the junior, covered for you. before I went to junior, every class, every class in school, I would ask to go to the washroom. I would say 10, 15 minutes in and I would be in the gym shooting baskets or, you know, I would be doing something uh, sports wise. So the teachers knew I wasn't a bad kid. And uh, once I got to high school, uh, you know, I was I was that guy. You know, we won the championship in football, and I was the running back. I was middle linebacker, kicker, punter, and I left, never left the field, and we won the championship. So when I got to grade nine, and I literally got put to grade nine because they wanted me for a football team because we never had football in grade seven and eight and stuff. So the high school, the high school coaches really wanted me to get there. So my grade eight teacher, um, who actually was Mr. Parr, he was an amazing guy, he was a coach of all the sports teams in my public school. So he gave me fifties just to, just to pass. But when I went from grade seven to the school that, you know, that had, you know, special needs to learn, um, I went there for yeah. like a week and all the teachers said, you don't belong here. So then I went back to the school, um, public school and all my teachers, uh, you know, welcome me back and we won all the championships and, and, and soccer and volleyball and basketball. And then I went to high school and uh, we won football championship, but I played junior, junior hockey. And after my grade nine year, Marcel Pernival came to my mother. My mother couldn't speak English too well. And he was, you know, Marcel Pernival, right? Hall of Famer and everything. And he said yeah. to my mother, Ty's only got to play one sport, Mrs. Domi. He's got to play one sport. So my mother actually made me pick one sport my, and I got picked to go to Europe. And my father said I was too young to go to Europe to be a soccer player, but I got drafted seventh round Peterborough <laughs> and uh, I ended up going there and made a living out of it and no regrets, but you know, so, was yeah. A, yeah, definitely a journey before that. And uh, education wasn't one of them, but I had great experiences and had great teachers that understood that, uh, you know, I wasn't a bad kid or anything. I just, I was that guy. Yeah. You know, you know that had to be tough navigating all that. Now, Not, now they got all that stuff figured out. Right. But, but when I was a kid, they yeah. Really, uh -huh. so. yeah. Now, now no one picked on you and stuff like that in school. Right. Uh, well, that's the thing, you know, being right? dyslexic I, I and not having good grades. No, I was the toughest kid in school. <laughs> so I was sticking <laughs> up for all the academics, you know, and I don't even know. So did I'm not, did, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say nerds now, but you yeah, know, yeah, you can say that. Then, like they were all my friends, right? And I was friends with everybody: the rockers, the jocks, the nerds, everybody, right? But the nerds helped me, you know, get through school. Like they, I would sit next to the smartest people all the time, and they'd show me their their tests, right? <laughs> so I had a lot of and people that went to school with me. They all remember that, and um, I protected everybody. I, I was I was the guy on you know the, the schoolyard that. Uh, protected everybody and I didn't pick up, I wasn't a bully. I didn't pick on people. And, but I, I did what I did in public school. Like I did in the NHL, like you did not cause I, I, I took well, care of Where does that come from? I want to yeah. know where that comes from though. The, the I, toughness. I, I mean, you're not a big kid. What are you? Five, eight, five, eight. Easy, easy. 
what 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 are you? Five, That's what it's five, listed. Nine, five nine and a half. <laughs> yeah, oh God. Right, okay. Right, Ty. Oh, right, That's five eight. We're, I'm five nine two. Yeah. I always yeah. Okay. Five, all right. Eight. You two little guys gonna pick on me now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll wrestle you. But um, you two you can know, wrestle I, me. You'll get me. I think I, I, I think the fighting stuff. Like I, you know, I grew up a tough kid. I'm a street kid, and uh, I always protected my friends. And my brother was a lot older than me, and I hung around with him and his friends. And uh, one time I was 13 years old, and my brother, <laughs> my brother was getting beat up. And you know, when you see your brother getting beat up by somebody, you know, I don't know what happened, but I was 13 You're years old. You're stepping in. I stepped in and uh, I just kind of lost it. And I jumped on the guy. He was much bigger and much older than me. And I, I just started <laughs> pumping him. <laughs> and I hit him like 30, 40 times. And he had white, white hair. And it was all blood. It was like blood all over, right? We go home, me and my brother, we go home. And uh, 20 minutes later, ding dong. I said, oh no. <laughs> Sure enough, the kid's it's father. That it's that guy with his father, Mr. Proctor. <laughs> wow. The guy's name is Danny Proctor. And uh, so my mom's at the door and she answers the door and my brother went with her and Mr. Proctor says, look what your son did to my son. Look what your son did to my son. And I go, and I was much smaller and I go between my mother and my brother and I, and I went, I'm sorry, Mr. Proctor. And he goes, he did that to you? Boom. <laughs> kicked him in the ass. Get your ass home. <laughs> and he got his ass so, kicked again. Yeah. Well, that was kind of, you know, that was kind of the word. Really, honestly, I don't know. That's a memory uh, that people always ask me, where did that really come from? Like, that guy was so much bigger and so much older than me, and I, I was kind of fearless. And uh, he was beating on my brother. So I tell people that story. That's that's one that uh, – so, then when I played junior C, when I was 14, you know, I led the league in penalty minutes I'm fighting 18, 19, 20 year olds when I'm 14. So I was one of those guys that was kind of fearless. And I just, you know, I, just, I throw both hands too, right? I'm, I do everything both hands. So yeah, that they know that. So I catch people off guard, whatever hand was loose, I, I threw. So that was an advantage for a little guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, you get in on on guys and be able to throw you. You lower the ice. You're able to have that good balance, and you did have great balance. Um, so you get drafted by the Leafs, twenty uh, seventh overall. Was that first or second round? <laughs> At the time, I always say. No, I was it first round? No, second. But I always say. Okay, just the I beginning of the second round. Seventh overall, and they always say you're a first rounders. No, <laughs> there was only nineteen teams in. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, that that's what it was. Okay, so so you drafted by the Leafs. You know we were kind of part of a three way deal, right? Yeah. You and I. Yeah. When yeah, I got traded to Boston for Greg Johnson, mm -hmm. then they traded Greg Johnson to Toronto for you and the Rangers. You went to the Rangers. We we're yeah, part of the same kinda, same that trade. Was, that, that was that 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 trade caught me off guard because I was still a young kid and. You know, I got drafted and all of a sudden, but the Leafs were in a disarray at the time. Um, and then when I got to New York. They I, still are. <laughs> they're still in disarray. Don't no, kid yourself. No, they're not. It's come on. <laughs> oh, they're but, all uh, settled down. When I, got, when I got to the Rangers, Knuckles, you were, you know, you, know, you were a big name there in New York. And uh, 
I was coming in to fill your shoes, which was big shoes to fill. So, you know, thanks for that opportunity because it started my career for sure. Yeah, I ended up going to Boston. You went there. That was you went there in 90, 91, right? I went to Boston and uh, I was re retired two years later, you know, after I left New York. So, and then you guys, never, got, you guys yeah. never fought each yeah. other? Did you guys ever get a chance or no? No. We no. We never fought each other. No, we never really, no. No. Yeah, we wrestled in the hallway. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ties, yeah, ties ten and zero against you. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> did we play against each other one exhibition game? Ty, mm. did we play an exhibition game against each other? Mm. Do you remember? Remember? No, I remember. Yeah, I don't recall because I, I'm sure you would have come after me and wanted to fight me. I would have <laughs> tried to stay away from you, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after what happened in the hallway no um anyway so you go to the rangers new york you're right you, you just a short time with the leafs then you get fighting in the nhl and i don't want to get bogged down on the fighting too much but it was a big part of your career um and people always ask me about my fights with dave brown you had big fights with proby i mean come on proby is a tough one of the toughest guys in the league, if not the toughest at the time. And and you guys had some serious bouts together. How'd it go, that first bout, and how'd that start with you and Proby, that first one? Well, Did you call him on? It really all started, um, you know, that was the guy that I was targeting to make a name for myself. And uh, every time I challenged him, he'd say, get away from me, kid, get away from me. But, you know, like you. <laughs> I love like him. You, I love Proby. Yeah, yeah. And like you, you know, I don't like really talking about fighting. I don't really do podcasts. But you're like my idol, my friend, and I'm happy to share these stories with. Well, I appreciate guys. it. Guys like you. And Proby was a special guy to me and like he was with you. You got to know him. And you guys were going through things of, of your own together at the time. Um, but I still loved you guys yeah. and respected both of you. And uh, always had that respect for you guys. And uh, but Proby was that guy that I was I wasn't afraid of. And uh, I got to you know find the opportunity to to fight him. And uh, you know he hit me a few times and he didn't hurt me. And I kind of knew then. And I heard him once for sure the first time. And uh, when, when at you know we fought many times. And you know I. I yeah. got to know him after our careers. I didn't. We weren't friends at all during our careers. We respected one another, but we weren't friends <laughs> at all. And but when I got to know him after our careers, you know, he said to me, "Ty, you know, I couldn't hurt you." And I said, "Proby, um, you, you know," I said, "I, I know." know. <laughs> I said, That's "Did you why wrestle him? Did you wrestle Proby?" Not like me. <laughs> no, 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 I said, I, that's why I said, he said he couldn't hurt me. I said, I, I know. That's why I knew I could beat you. Cause I did, I did hit him the first fight pretty hard and uh, he felt it and he told me he felt it. So, um, you know, and, and the conversations we had were, were very, uh, very deep, very serious about our fights uh, that we had. We had some real precious moments. In cherish, retirement. In retirement that I'll, that I'll really cherish the rest of my life and not share those private moments we had because they were pretty, uh, pretty deep. And, uh, he got deep mm -hmm. and we, you know, we did that show of the battle of blades together and, uh, we spent a lot of time together. Um, and I really got to see a side of him that, um, 
It's pretty special. Yeah, he was like a big kid, probably. He's just, uh, Tim, he, he was like, honest to God, he, he was like the favorite uncle, you know? He was just like a big kid. He was the nicest guy, uh, yeah. fun-loving. Uh, and, yeah. and you think of, the, you know, the job he he did, like Ty and I did, but um, and, and certainly what happened to him in the end, it was just so sad getting, you know, getting that news the day I got it. But, yeah, and so, I, you know, I did, I did yeah, that all those fights in that show that we did, um, they weren't going to have him um, because he had a criminal record in CBC. And I was a partner in the, in the show, and they wanted me to be the face. And I said, I'm not doing it unless Proby does it. And uh, they said, well, he has a criminal record. We don't want to have anything to do with him. I said, well, I'm not doing it then. So I walked away. And a few weeks later, they came back, and they said, okay, okay. So, you know, I got Proby in, and, and you know, we, we ended up training for it. I'm actually, I didn't wear figure yeah. skates. Probably actually wore the figure skates. I did. I could, I, I wore them once and I told picked and that was it. I, said, give the it's, I didn't give a shit, but you know, that show, um, we did a lot together and we spent a lot of time yeah. together. He spent a lot of time with me, uh, you know, away from the show. And, um, I got to know his wife, Danny, well, and the kids and they were young. Yeah. She's time. awesome. Yeah. Uh, but we Tim went and to, I had Danny I took, on. I took the whole crew down to a U2 concert. And I'll never forget, we were right by the stage. And Proby, the whole time, he called his family, right? The whole concert, because his, his family loved U2, apparently. And he, and he put, the put the phone by the speaker, the whole concert. <laughs> and to me, that, that tells you all about it. He was a family guy. And, you know, he was so happy to be there. But he, he you know. He wanted his family to be part of it. And um, he's, he's missed by everybody. And, you know, as much as we were big drivers and everything, we, we became really close and uh, he's always going to have a dear spot in my heart forever. And people talk about him. They talk about me. They talk about me. They talk about him, you know, and people remember yeah. those moments where they were when they go had, hand in hand. And uh, when we, when we were front page of New York times, not many hockey guys, not many hockey stories were front page New York Times back in the day. And uh, we, it was like a big boxing event, you know, every newspaper in New York. And it was like the movies. And, you know, that first fight uh, really changed my life in New York. And you talk about Mark Wahlberg and Mario Lemieux, like I became friends with those guys after that fight in New York um, from the China Club where, you know, the who's who would always be at. Oh, well, they, they call you and say, can you get us in the China Club? <laughs> well, no. Is that I what they Mark. did? That's where I met Mark. He was Marky Mark, you know, at the time. Marky Mark, you met at the China Club. Tim, you've yeah. never been to the China Club, Tim, have you? No, I don't think I have. Oh, no. it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Mary, anyway, Mario, yeah, too. China Mario, Club was awesome. Mario's Mario Lemieux, right? And uh, I was stretching at center ice, and, you know, he's skating around, and he said something to me. I didn't hear him. I'm like, what? Like, I'm stretching. He comes back around and bends <laughs> over and. I'm just getting ready to say, and he goes, no, Ty, can you have me and 10 of my teammates in the China club tonight? I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, it's Marilyn Lemieux, right? <laughs> anyway, he ends up scoring four yeah. goals that night. And yeah, and meanwhile, don't hit me tonight, and don't hit yeah. me tonight, Ty, either. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just get me in the China club. Okay, Mario. <laughs> don't but, hit me. Know, that's, really, that's really, people always ask me, how are you and Mario such close friends? How are you friends with Walford? Actually, it's from those New York days, and I don't think if I had those fights of Pro Proby, I would, you know, I would have people would have even known who I was, right? So, 
it really did change my life a lot. And uh, I'm grateful for, you know, the opportunity that Proby gave me. And it will always be, uh, you know, a memory, I guess, people remember forever. If you're like me and you're going to play some golf this summer, you have to check out this hidden gem. Windmill Heights sits atop the beautiful hills in Notre Dame de Il Perot. They have affordable rates and they offer customized membership opportunities for all levels. If you want to book a tee time, call 514-453-7177. Hit them straight. If you love your pet like I love my St. Bernard Adele, you'll want to feed them a balanced, biologically appropriate raw diet. The reason I've chosen Formula Raw is because all blends of their food are locally sourced and they consist of exclusively human-grade meat and organs, as well as fruits and vegetables. And all products used are hormone and antibiotic-free. So like I said, if you love your pet like I love Adele, you'll choose Formula Raw. Make sure you go to FormulaRaw.com and use the promo code RAWNUX at checkout to receive 10% off your first order. That's RAWNUX, R-A-W-K-N-U-X. So I'm going to ask you about something now. Listen, I look back on my career. Did I have any regrets in my career? And I did. At the time I hit Middleton in the mouth, um, it was, you know, a black mark on my career. Um, That, I I regretted doing that. You get traded back to Toronto. You go back and you're playing against the Rangers and you let Ulf Samuelson have it. And you knock him out. Um, and, And by the way, I was pretty happy when it happened, but, but like, did you play with him when you were in New York? Was he no. there? No. no. So you were never teammates. So no. what, what prompted that on, on your end? What pissed you off so much? Because I've been on the ice with someone pissed you off so much. You, mm. what, what was that? Well, as you know, you know, his job was to piss off the best players. Be an asshole. And you and I are yeah, the guys. Yeah, be an asshole. They go at that guy. <laughs> that assholes are our best players. Um, but, you know, that situation, you know, we had a little history from when I was in New York, as you say, New York. <laughs> I was in New York. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in New Toronto, York, I hit him in the corner and he, he said, come on, dummy. I said, what? Uh, he says, dummy. I said, you call me dummy again, I'm going to knock you out. He goes, dummy. Boom! Knocked him out. <laughs> I was—I think I was going to get twenty games, and I actually Brian Burke called me in. He was a discipline guy, and he said, "What did he say?" I'm like, "He called me a dummy," and uh, I told him, "Call me a dummy again. I'm going to knock him out." And he called me a dummy. I said, "My dad just died, and I take respect to my last father's last name, and it's insulting when someone calls me dummy." So, so I think I was going to get twenty games. I ended up getting eight, which was. <laughs> But I, that wasn't that wasn't the the most biggest regret I had in my career. The biggest regret I had in my career was was Rod, Rob Niedmeyer elbow, and just to play that back. Yeah. Um, I was playing the best game of my career. <laughs> I was going to be the first star of the game. Ron, <clears throat> Ron McLean and uh, Don Cherry were waiting for me. I was going to be first star of the game. The place is chanting my name, Domi, Domi, right? And Pat Quinn thinking because everybody's yelling my name that, you know, he's going to put me out there so the fans can go crazy. I'm not thinking of that because we're up a couple goals with, you know, 30 seconds left. I'm thinking, is Niedmeyer out there? And I see him. He's out there, right? 
two games before he, this isn't the playoffs two games before yeah. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to run you every time you touch the puck. And he said, you're going to have to go through my Easton tie. Right. He, I, I ended up full speed cross corner dump had him zoomed right going full speed and i was pretty fast <laughs> believe it or not that was pretty fast i know you were i can get I it know you were check. and you know as soon as i got close to him uh, go to hit him he he went he turned and he just went and put the stick up sliced me wide open i got blood oh. coming out of my face cut me for stitches no penalty no nothing commercial you know between the benches right because I said Payback's him, a bitch. I said to him, I might not get you tonight, but I'll get you. I'll get you back. <laughs> right. And sure enough, two games later, that happened. People think I just did it out of, you know, oh, I just want to go elbow. No, this was two games before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> unfortunately, I took their best player out and we still freaking lost. So it didn't I know, help. Right? Game know? seven, right? Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I was very effective uh, that year, and uh, that was probably the best hockey in my career I was playing. And it was so you got, you got suspended the rest of the playoffs and then eight games into the season. How many uh, how many games in the playoffs were you suspended for? The rest was of the only series. Couple... The rest okay. of the series. If we went to the finals, I wasn't going to be suspended the following year. I wasn't going to be suspended the following year, but if we if – we, uh, if we lost, I was going to get eight years, eight games the following year, and that, that was the, that was the stupidest thing I ever did. You know why? I just wanted to give him a shot. I didn't mean to knock him out, but you know, I hit him flesh. Yeah. He was so fast, right? He yeah. led the rush, and he's coming down the boards. And when I got the tap on the shoulder, I see I see him out there. I wasn't thinking of the fans yell my name. I was thinking <laughs> he's out there. <laughs> We're up two, and there's 30 seconds left. There's no way that they can score two goals. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give him a shot, right? Knocked him out. Yeah. As soon as I see the stretch, I was, I was talking to Cujo. I said, "Cooch, I'm done." <laughs> I knew it. Was there yeah. any re- like when you played them the next year for the uh, next time after that? Was there like a revenge? Anyone coming after you? Well, yeah, ironically enough, and Jim McKenzie, I love the guy. And uh, Pat Quinn said, if you fight Jim McKenzie, he said, you will not play the rest of the game and you won't play the next game. I'm like, Pat, come on. Like this, you know, I fought the guy many times. Before yeah, that's it. That, I, I, I love Pat Quinn, but how could he ask you to do that? Yeah. And he Not he fight taught, him. He and, you know, Knuckles, what it's like sitting there, you know, and I've done it before. Yeah. I've played one shift in the game. It's not fun. You sit there, you're like a cheerleader yeah. that are just like demoralized, you know. That was the first game, of the, uh, first shift of the game against the Devils. And I was kind of like playing well. Huh? I was like, you know, I was like, I was a top tier player. I wasn't like a fourth liner. I was, I was playing. Mm-hmm. And Jim McKenzie was just putting a lineup to fight me at the time. You know, he wasn't, you know, a, a third or second line guy. He was, uh, he was put in to fight me. So. Yeah. I ended up fighting him, but you know, it wasn't uh, you know, what I wanted to do. But Pat, you know, Pat was Pat, man. He was, he was the best. Uh, he was, he was a, he was a dear friend. Uh, him and Pat, the two Pats, Pat Burns and Pat Quinn, they were, they were my favorite coaches. And uh, like Proby. And why is that? Why were they your favorite coaches? Well, Pat Burns, uh, Pat Burns, you know, he, he once I got to Toronto. He said, I'm going to make you a player 
he said, give me the best 35, 40 minutes every practice. Cause he had short practice, but high pace and game situation, like really high pace. And I'm telling you, like it, if you give it your all, you're, you're done by the end of practice. Right. And, but your conditioning really goes up. And I didn't really realize that nobody's ever told me that. And I never had that challenge to me before, but he challenged me. And uh, yeah, I got, and he said, if, if you do this, I'll have you ready for playoffs and you'll play with the top guys. You'll play. And, you know, he played me with Gilmore and Sundin in the playoffs against Chicago. And he did. I played with Gilmore and Sundin and, you know, <laughs> he lived by his word. So that's the kind of coach you always want to, you know, fight for and play for, you know, that actually uh, says, you know, gives you a challenge and says what he says he's going to do. And, and he follows through. Yeah. Pat, Pat Quinn, on the other hand, he was a little different. You know, he would be waiting for me to come in his office if I didn't play over 10 minutes, he'd be waiting. He goes, what took you so long? Because <laughs> I would go storm in his office. What the heck, Pat? And he'd always, <laughs> he'd always say, I'm saving it for playoffs time. Saving it for playoffs. You know, that was his line all the time. And then playoffs, he actually ended up playing me a lot. And, uh, you know, they both kind of made me an effective player in the playoffs, which, you know, I uh, that's what I missed the most is the playoffs. And, you know, I'm, I'm – I'm glad my son got got the experience in playoffs now, and he he really sees what it's all about, and that's what we play for is the playoffs, and uh, that's what I missed. People say you missed. Certainly going to be interesting to see what. It's certainly going to be interesting. You brought it up, your son in Toronto. Uh, They look like they toughened that team up for sure, no question about it. And I wanted to ask you about Max, growing up. Now, now Max being uh, diabetic, how difficult when you got that. Um, diagnosis of Max. Here's a young kid playing hockey. Want to do young kid things. Want to go out. Kids get candy. They drink soda. They do all that. How difficult was that for him, the young Max Domi, trying to navigate his way through playing hockey, playing sports, going to school, and being diabetic? Well, uh, Knuckles, uh, you caught me off guard there, but yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it changed uh, his life for sure, uh, forever. Uh, and it changed our whole family's life. And, uh, you know, unless you, you know anything about type one, one diabetes, um, and you have it, yeah, type family, one. You, really, you really don't understand it. And, um, when you're 12 years old, you know, Max always says, I went to the hospital as a normal kid and I left as a type one diabetic, you know, it really resonates. And, um, he, he went through a lot. Uh, there's no question. He always tried to hide it. He always, and I was the father that always had the juice and always, you know, and uh, I wasn't that father that yelled like everybody assumes. <laughs> he was always the best player <laughs> since he was a kid. He was always the best player. I never yelled. I was always, you know, trying to make sure he was on top of his numbers. Um, and, uh, you know, he uh, he handled it as best as he could. And, and now, knock on wood, he's, uh, he's really matured a lot. And... Uh, now what he does with uh, JDRF with all the kids and kids look up to him and how he handles it. And cause I tell him, Max, tell these kids that their parents are trying to help them because don't be like you were. Cause now he realizes and laughs about it uh, because he's the child was trying to hide it. And now he's uh, very open about yeah. it. And he actually talks to kids and uh, it, it, you know, I get emotional talking about it because uh, I don't know how he does what he does. Cause it's pretty amazing. And uh, you know, um, one parent told me, he said, you know, we think we live with it because our kids have it, but we're just like spectators way up on the stands because they live with it every single second. Yeah. And, it's, and it's so true. And, 
you know, I'm, I'm very proud of, uh, you know, what he's done, uh, to actually help uh, kids with type one diabetes. And, uh, he's changed a lot of families' lives and, uh, the letters I get and, uh, the, you know, the comments people make to me about that. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that, that and, um, probably the other thing that, you know, catches me off guard with him is the respect he shows for past players. Um, you remember at Keeler's yeah. um, funeral, I'll never forget Serge Savard and Yvonne yeah. Portman and you, like all you guys say how much they miss Max and how respectful he was. And every time he saw any ex-players, he goes over to them. And, you know, I told him when he was a young kid coming in the NHL, I said, Max, I don't care where you're at, what kind of mood you're in. If there's an ex-player there, you, you make sure you go to him. And I'll tell you, that's the one thing I told him besides tell him, you know, enjoy every day of his career because it's going to go fast. But uh, yeah. every ex-player that has uh, run into Max, they always say that he went yeah. over to him. And that uh, that makes me more proud than anything because the respect. Yeah, that's good. And that respect, respect you know. Respecting the history it, and the guys who paved the way, I think, uh, is something that, uh, you know, makes me more proud of him than than what he does on the ice, to be honest. He, uh, let, me, let me ask you this. About the diabetes. Now, the type one, and I, I read a thing about Max has he has a dog that the dog, if he blood sugar gets low, the dog can alert him, right? It's a service dog, right? Yeah, Orion. Uh, uh, Orion's the best. He's uh, he's not a he's not a type one diabetic dog anymore, unfortunately, because it's just yeah, it's too much to uh, to maintain. And you know, Max has got a really intense life and schedule, and um, you know, to to a lot of travel and everything. So to maintain that, uh, that kind of thing for Orion would have been difficult, not fair to Orion. So he's still Orion. Like he's special as they come, but yeah. Well, how about a, Max? Like kind of. how, uh, what are some of the things that people don't know of what Max has to do to prepare himself for a game? And, and then during the game, does he have to check on his, his yeah. you know, levels well, and all he, that stuff too? I think the game changer was the Dexcom that came out. Uh, Dexcom now monitors and comes on your phone. So the trainers could actually have it on the bench and see if his number's going to go low or if his number's going to go high. So and if they go low, what do they have to do? They give them... They get, they'll give them juice and, you know, they'll give them food. They'll give them something. And, you know, all the trainers have been really amazing. And uh, Max is really good with it too now. Like he's really matured. He's come a long way, man. And... Uh, you know, and with type one diabetes, your emotions too, you know, your emotions go. So now he's been working on that, how to control the emotions because you can't control your numbers sometimes with emotions, right? <laughs> Come playoff time. <laughs> Last year, he had one of his best playoff games and his numbers were like 16, <laughs> you know? So yeah. he's working on that now to handle how to handle that and bring that down, which I give him a lot of credit because uh, he's, he's really doing a lot of research on his own and working at it. And, uh, you know, he just wants to keep getting better and uh, he's not getting comfortable. He's, uh, he's actually, uh, and I, you know, I, I always tell him I got better the older I got and more mature I got in my career. So <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's kind of taken on that lead too. So it, I, I'm very proud of him. And, you know, obviously you played for Montreal Canadiens. He's had, he's played a, for a few original six teams in Montreal and Chicago. And, you know, he, he really enjoyed Dallas, but uh uh, you know, his dream come true is to come back to Toronto and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to have a lot of fun and 
you know, wearing that jersey is going to be, he's going to be like a kid. It's going to be fun to watch. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him. And I want him to stay calm, but <laughs> I'm excited for him. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, a, uh, working on the emotions. Uh, so does he, is that like with, uh, is that a breathing thing or does he work with like a therapist? I was just interested to know. Yeah, that, well, Tim, it, it, it's where'd you go, Tim? Oh. He's always finding these doctors, uh, uh, you know, to help him uh, try and solve a lot of these things. And every sport does have type one diabetics. Not many in hockey, as you probably know. Um, uh, him and uh, 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 Kapo Kapnik, the kid in, on the Rangers. Um, there's a oh. couple other kids, yeah. but um, you know, he's kind of take it upon himself to, to, to really uh, try and control his emotions. So his blood sugars kind of stay even. And the, yeah. the more they stay even, <clears throat> the better he can perform. And I think that's kind of, mm. you know, where I get lost in, in, in the mix sometimes because, you know, sometimes you see things that happen and you're wondering, and, you know, you're wondering if his numbers are off or not. And uh, that used to be the, the issue. Now it's like he, he's really on top of it. And I, I think the maturity and uh, how he handles things now and how he pre prepares is, is at another level. And his preparation is, uh, is much different than everybody else's. That, you know. Yeah, it's, it's going to be nice to watch, you know, see what the Leafs do this year. Obviously, Max going in there, going to toughen that team up for Tuesday. They, they made some moves here, big reads, right? It's going to... Yeah. It's going to be yeah. interesting. It's time to, it's time for the Leafs to step up here. I think they, they, uh, you know, the new general manager made some moves there to, um, to maybe yeah. bolster this team where they hadn't had that before, right? Yeah, and 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 the good thing about this game, <clears throat> as you guys know, you know, it's a new season. Day one, it's a new team, it's a new season, and you start all over again, and you got to reset. And I think the. You know the experience that Max has had now the last few years in the playoffs, I, I think, and what he's gone through. Um, you know, he played with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and uh, Joe Pavelski and Jamie Benn and those guys, and, and he's he's really learned uh, you know a lot from those guys. Um, I think being around guys that've been around uh, with the experience, I think, has really helped him a lot and uh, his maturity. And you know, we all get older and. Time flies, but he's uh, he trains much harder than I ever did, and uh, I, you know I, I skated with him for the first time <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, and <laughs> all I did. You're out of shape. Yeah, is, well, <laughs> you can't even keep up with Wahlberg. I just put my stick up right? and watch him blow by, you know, a few times. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it was nice to be on the ice. I got to tell you, it's the best exercise. I was. I wish my body would hold up a little better so I can do it more often, but my body's not, uh, not meant to, to be, be doing F45s or, or skating much anymore. Well, listen, I, I want to ask you, looking at the game today, what, 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 do you like the way the game's going? Do you like that junior hockey here in Quebec that doing a little fighting? Do you think that's, you know, you think that's a good thing or you think it's a bad thing for hockey? Well, if, if they're going to protect the players, uh, if the league's going to protect the players, um, that, that itself is going to,
tell the story. Yeah. If guys are going to be targeted and you start seeing the best players go down, then they're going to say, Oh, whoa. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that, as you know, and people see it during a regular season. Um, you know, they don't see it as much as they do in the playoffs. In the playoffs, <laughs> you're trying to target the other team's best players because those are the guys that are going to beat you, right? So, yeah. um, you know, and guys like you that were played in the playoffs, and, and, and I did, like, we could play too. We played in the playoffs. So we kept those guys mm -hmm. honest, right? So it'd be interesting yeah. to see. Um, people make their decisions for, you know, and a lot of people, not just one person made the decision uh, for that, but in the NHL, I thought a lot of guys started getting hurt um, after they started taking the fighting out, just after I retired. Um, I, I think guys are playing a little more reckless and the respect factor yeah. was kind of dropping a little bit, but I think it's come back a little more. The respect factors come back a little more. And uh, I think they're understanding that, <laughs> you know, you can't just, uh, you can't just take it, runs at the best players and try to hurt them um, and, and not be, you know, accounted for it and accountable that's kind of what we did uh, you know we policed the game we played and you know, there's not many guys that police the game like we did anymore but um you know if the league is gonna kind of protect the players you know i'm all for that because uh it is a great game and we don't want uh we don't want too many more you know incidents where guys get really hurt and uh, career ending injuries which you know you hate to see on anybody you think you think you could have put you could play into that you could have played in today's game yeah, actually, I would have loved to play in today's game because I can skate. You know, I was uh, I was pretty fast. <laughs> I actually won the fastest skater at least a few times. Uh, so I was I was a fast skater. I, I trained as a track star. So, uh, you know, as a track runner. So I was a fast. You skater. had fast feet. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I got to play with top players in the playoffs a lot. And, you know, I spotted in and out in the top lines uh, during the season. But playoffs, I got to play a lot. And uh, I guess because... I was a checker too, like knuckles in the playoffs and I was fast and, you know, I like to play in your face hockey and playoffs. It's, it, there's nothing better. Uh, you just, yeah, it's the best. Well, that, that brings me to my next question. Then would you, uh, <laughs> a big fight or a goal? Which one would you prefer? A win, a win. <laughs> I was all about winning. Come, right, come, come on, answer the question. You can answer the Nux question. said Nux was like goal, like right I'm away. Going, right away. I, people winning. say, oh, would you rather winning. score a goal or win a, win a fight? Winning. I'd rather score a goal. Winning oh, the stop, game. Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> winning the game, Nux. Stop. I'm just telling you. All right. <laughs> what, what, all right. Let's just say you win the game. Would you rather have won a win fight during that rather game or score a goal? <laughs> The oh, yacht in New York. Come on. <laughs> I, me, I'd rather score a goal. To me, scoring a goal is the best thing ever in the NHL. And yeah, not one to make it, yeah. you know, five, no you know, we're losing five nothing. And my goal made it five two or something. Or, yeah. Yeah. Scoring a goal. I love scoring goals. No feeling. It was unbelievable when I scored yeah. a goal. I, I absolutely went batshit crazy. Yeah. Okay. I loved it. That, well, that's you know, that's you. I like to win. Well, well, how many, how many did you have? By the way, you had a lot. How many? One hundred and four. Yeah, one hundred and four. Jesus, that's a lot. That's a that's a good amount of goals. Two forty five thousand games. You made a thousand games. I wish I played a thousand games. Did they give you the silver stick? 
Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Max has it. Yeah. Did you? Oh, good. Yeah. God bless you. That's cool. good. You got it. You know, when you, yeah, the top you think. Guy, the top guy in all those games was number one was Matt Sundin. And the second guy was Thomas Caberly. <laughs> but there's a lot of, lot of names on that stick that I played with, which is pretty cool. So. Yeah, very, right. Very, That's very, awesome. You got that. Nice All the guys that ever, I even played one game with, which was pretty cool. We never played together, did we? Did you were in Toronto, weren't you? Yeah, I was after you. You guys are old. No, I remember you played in Toronto. Yeah, I was there like right when uh, like Ron Wilson came in as the coach, and then Brian Burke. That's when like Berkey came in. Right. So it was right. you know. Yeah, there's been a lot of lot of tough years after uh, I retired here, unfortunately for the Leafs. But you know, I'm <laughs> I'd rather not say anything negative about anything. But uh, you know, the guy. Who, <laughs> no, you uh, can't. No, the Suns playing for the Leafs now. Yeah, I, yeah. I can say the negative stuff though. <laughs> That's yeah, not a problem. Whatever, um, you know, it's no hidden secret. So pretty cool. John Ferguson did screw up the Leafs for a lot of years. He was single handedly responsible for. For many, many years. And before him, it was Harold Ballard. <laughs> and Harold no, screwed him up no, for years. No, no, Pat Quinn did a great job. Oh, come on. Cliff Fletcher did a great job. Harold Ballard? That was before. I was yeah, before. Fletcher did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying when I was playing, boy, the Leafs, we used to go in there. I'm like, wow, this is sad for this team. And, and honestly, people talk about tough hockey players. To me, one of the toughest guys ever played the game. Is it was Borg Salming. And I say that because he came over here. He was the first one of the first Europeans to come over here. And the shit that guy put up with and and still continue to go out there and play was unbelievable. Yeah. I found him to be one and one of the nicest guys I've ever uh, met in the game. One of the Borg best. Salming. I got right? to know I, I actually got to know my first training camp in Toronto and uh John Brophy was skating me around. What a sweetheart. Yeah. And John Brophy skating me around, skating me around, you know. Because I was a tough guy, he was trying to Bro. show me, you know, Mr. Tough Guy. Right? Bro. And <laughs> Borya came over. Borya came over and said, "Bro, take it easy on the kid." Like so, I actually stopped skating. <laughs> I think he was skating for days. He just kept me center ice, going around and around. I was getting dizzy. Then he'd say, "Go the other way." I was like, "Oh my god!" And Borya came out. Thank God. Actually, Borya brought me to my first bar in Toronto. Him and Russ Cornell. They brought me to a bar called the Big Bob in Toronto. That was my the Big 18, Bob. Eighteen years Bob. old, got out of a white stretch limo with Boris Salming, the king. That was yeah, that was one. You of the best. Been, you felt like a big cheese, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I drive, I drive, I drive by that place all the time. It's on Bathurst and King Street. I still think, oh man, <laughs> what a memory. <laughs> so, Ty, a lot of people don't know this though. You were a place kicker for the Argos in two exhibition games. Did you get to kick any extra points? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And the deal was, here's That's the deal. That's awesome. As you say, here's the deal. <laughs> well, I want to hear, what's the deal? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. All the time. Here's the deal. <laughs> you know, I'm from New York, New York, you know, Boston. Be that Boston. Uh, <laughs> no, thank God know. you got that nice Irish wife of yours, Heather McDonough. Heather, Heather, Heather. 
Heather McDonough, nice Phil Irish Wahlberg girl. Phil Wahlberg say it the same way. Heather, Heather from Boston, from Heather. <laughs> no, he's Wahlberg's tainted. He's tainted. Someone taught him how to speak normal. Now he's he's done. You, you never you never hear his accent anymore. I call him a Hollywood diva. No That's way, what I call him Hollywood diva. <laughs> he is a he is a look. Hey, you you're taller than him, aren't you? Same. Yeah. Yeah. Same. He's a peanut. <laughs> he's a peanut <laughs> I mean, he is no. he's short 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 listen short I was idea. in I was in LA with Proby years ago and we went in this bar and he was in there up against the wall talking to some people just everybody's around him picking at him someone said there's Wahlberg over there he's from Boston go say hi to him man no I don't want to bother him I'm not gonna but I, I did look over at him and I couldn't believe how short he was I'm there geez <laughs> He's 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 short, short, short. <laughs> so what was By the, the way, I would be wearing, I would be wearing municipal now if you know, we got some stuff. We gotta to kind get of. you some of that. We gotta get you some of that, Max. Max, Max too. Max, right, Tim? Max, oh, I'll wear it. I'll wear it for sure. Max asked him yesterday. Yeah. So what was the question you asked me before we start time on Macky Mac? <laughs> <laughs> I forget where we were. Oh, I was kicking gonna... extra points. Kicking oh, extra, yeah. extra points. Yeah. Well, Don Matthews. I get to know Don Matthews, the legendary coach, CFL yeah. coach, Don Matthews. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Amazing guy. And he said, uh, you know, I never realized how, you know, popular hockey is in Canada. Wow. You know, he's like, he's so popular. You know? <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm, I'm Yahoo. thinking. That, I heard you. I heard you're a football player. Da, 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 da. I said, yeah, but you know, I could never be a running back or middle linebacker. <laughs> but I said I could kick field goals, and he says, let's do that, and we'll promote it, and we'll do it every yard. Every yard, uh, we'll donate a thousand dollars to Sick Kids Hospital. I said, great idea. So I started warming up, doing it, and Doug Flutie was holding for me. It was amazing. Doug Flutie was yeah. holding the ball for me. And, yeah. and you played in exhibition games. How many did like did you yeah, play so during? Here's, here's the deal. Like, here's the deal. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Here's the deal, Knuckles. So All right. he says, we'll do this. I said, great idea. I said, I'd love to do it. I said, under one condition, if you win the great cup, I get a ring. He said, done. Wow. Deal. They win the Grey Cup, Knuckles. I got a ring. Did you? That's awesome. Next year That's again. Cool. He says, Domi, you want to do it again? I said, sure. I said, I'd love to get another ring. He says, you'll get a ring if we win too. <laughs> Did it again. I got two Grey Cup rings and zero <laughs> Stanley Cup That's rings. amazing. <laughs> there you go. You got well, rings. You got rings. So I what's the two- longest... What's the yeah, longest what, field, field, field goal? What's the farther? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I want to know. In high school, I did a, in a game, I did no, a 50. No, the Argos. No, I think it was, <laughs> I think it was 32 yards, maybe. Wasn't long. There wasn't that long. That's cool. How yeah. about high school? What was it in high school? 58. 58. No way. Yeah. Wow. You ever, you ever like, you ever <laughs> kick beyond that? Like just practicing? Like what's the furthest one you've ever made? Oh, I've gotten over 60 in practices. Yeah. Yeah. I got over 60. So I bet. Wow. Yeah. Wow. On kick, on and kickoff, that's all from soccer probably, right? Yeah. It's all from soccer. 
But on kickoffs, I used to put it through yeah. the uprights. Yeah. On kickoff, I used to put it through the uprights. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So yeah, yeah. speaking of that, in the soccer, when you um, retired, right? You played some, uh, what was Kosovo? What was that? The Canadian yeah, International like, Soccer like League? Semi, what was that? It was like a semi-pro league. It was like a semi-pro league I played for in uh, in Toronto. But, you know, <laughs> I had all my teammates come and watch. And one guy tried to take my knee out. And I I got up. I oh, you him. fought him. You dropped Yeah. I, I chased him all over the field. And the Leafs said, that's it. No more. But when I was 15 Is that why? Old, when I was 15 Is that years why? old. I could have went to Europe um, to and play played? soccer. Yeah, my father, wow. my father said, "No, you're too young," and he wouldn't let me go. And I was, I was too young. But then the following year, I got drafted Peterborough, and he let me go to Peterborough. And, you know, we lived in Toronto, so he let me go to Peterborough and made the team. Had no, I'm going to ask you. I'm seriously. I'm not being a fresh bastard. If you went when you were young, could you have played like in the uh, BPL, uh, like for Liverpool or? Man, you or one of those teams? Were you that good that you could? It was why I was. I was. I was. I was good. Believe it or not, I was. I was a center forward. I was a goal scorer. Um, man, I was yeah. fast and I can kick both feet. And I was a playmaker too. But I was a goal scorer. Um, that was really my number one sport. And uh, Maradona was my. So, do you think you could have played at that level? Well, I you don't know because I didn't go. But if you go, it's like and you didn't get a chance to develop. Yeah, if you play pros in the NHL, you adjust. You come from college, you start adjusting, right? Yeah. If I went there, yeah. I would have been able to adjust pretty fast. It wasn't like I was slow. I was, you know, and they moved the ball quick, and I would probably learn to move the ball faster because, you know, I was pretty, you know, the way Messi, the way Messi plays right now, it's 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 like walk, watching a, a you know a, a computer game, right? That like he plays yeah. so good and so fluent and so efficient that you know. It's like, wow, watching this guy play is like how I wanted to play as a kid. But my, when I was a kid, I wanted to be like Maradona. Maradona was the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And I wore number 10 like Maradona. I was, you know, Messi's number 10 too, but Maradona was was the guy, you know, you know the kicking with no laces. <coughs> Excuse me, with no laces. I used to yeah. always warm up. I used to always warm up, knuckles with no laces. No, no, no. <laughs> and so you talk about your parents, you know, your dad – didn't let you go over there. Fine. You end up playing hockey. They really went into the hockey thing. Did they finally come around in hockey? Were they proud of the career you had? Or did you, did your dad like the, you know, did he ever give you a hard time about the fighting part of it? Or was he behind that or what? Well, he, he would always say, why are you fighting? Why are you doing, why are you always fighting? He would always say that. And unfortunately, I lost <laughs> my father when I was 21. Yeah. Um, sorry to hear that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, actually, I found out after had my best game of my career um, with the Rangers. Had a goal and assist in two fights. Roger Nielsen called me in after the game, and uh, I'm like, Jesus Christ, we got sent to the minors? What the hell? You know, I walk in there, and he's yeah. like, your dad died tonight at 8.30. So I changed uh, my life, actually. And, that was uh, tough. You know, um, Roger too. That was a moment um, that you know you never certainly forget, a, a, another good coach. Did you mother, like Roger? Did you like him as a coach? Roger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just played guys that weren't as good as me ahead of me, and played guys that weren't as tough as me ahead of me. But other than that, he was a really nice man. You know, he's a really nice man. 
Roger was a good man. I had him in New York when I, I was I, I love I loved I love Roger. He was, you know, he was a special guy. But so I was, you asked my mother and my father. My mother never yeah. watched hockey ever. My mother and father never drove. Even the hockey. NHL when you were in the NHL, your mom never watched. Never watched me on TV, nothing, right? Ever. <laughs> she, wow. And she loved Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux because they were gentlemen and she thought they were always, you know. And she loved Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> she loved Wayne Gretzky because Wayne Gretzky cried when he got traded from Edmonton. And she always remembers that. My mom's old school. She never had a cell phone. Yeah. She's never driven a car. She's never eaten at a restaurant. She, you know, she's like, she's old, old school. Wow. Not many left like her. But she wanted to come to one game. One game. Wayne Gretzky's last game at Maple Leaf Gardens. And she came. And wow. she lasted, she lasted one shift. Because me and Marty, yeah. me and Marty got into it. Me and Marty, Marty. Yeah. yeah. And your mom's Marty. still alive. Your mom yeah. is still alive. Yeah. I saw her on FaceTime yesterday. Yeah. 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 She looks She's, great. But I want to tell no, you. talk to me. I want to, I want to tell you a story. Yeah. My mom Go right ahead. In the hallway. She never watched the rest of the game. After the game, Wayne Gretzky knows my mother's there. Okay. His last game in Maple Leaf Gardens. He gets security to get my mother and bring my mother in the locker room, his locker room, and take a picture of his last game in Maple Leaf Gardens. So Wayne Gretzky. That's awesome. Wayne Gretzky did that, that my awesome. mother. That picture is, uh, you know, speaks for itself. It was pretty special. So, Mario. Now, Mario, now mom and dad, mom and dad, forget about Mario for a second. Yeah. Mom and dad, when they come over, where, where country oh, did oh, they oh. come from and what years? They came yeah, Albania. when they came over from Europe. They came over. They came Albania. over. Albania. Yeah, they came over from Albania. <laughs> Are you busting my balls, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's easy on it's, it's easy deal. on the computer. Here's if the you deal. if you were here, you wouldn't be doing well, that. You would wrestle him right now, nuts, right? No, I hit him over the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> if I was there, I'm not gonna wrestle him again. The only way. That's the only way. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna wrestle him again. I'm no fool. <laughs> so from Albania, they came over from the old country. Did they come together, your mom and dad? No, actually, it was a real love story. <laughs> They wrote letters to each other for well, years. Well, let's hear it. Oh my God, are uh, you kidding? You got to get my sister on to tell the details. It's it's a real love story. They wrote <laughs> letters for years and years and years, and they've seen each other once, and they only like seen each other, and then they started writing letters to each other for like ten years. And my mother, like you know, she waited for my father, and then they ended up, you know, coming to Canada. Like it's it's. They it's came a, together to Canada. They met in Canada, like they, they same time they came. My my father came first, wow. then brought my mother over. Pretty cool, yeah. Pretty cool story. Wow, that's cool. That is yeah. a cool story. Yeah, yeah so, my father, ended up, my father ended up bringing all of my mother's family, all all her brothers and sisters over. My father was a special guy. He wore a suit and tie every day, clean shaven every day, and he smiled morning to night. He was always happy and positive. So. I'm just, you know, you never know what's going on up here. So I try and kind of yeah. like my father did, be positive and happy every day. Yeah, that's good. Now, Ty, you were a Habs fan growing up. You're a Gila Fleur fan and Knuckles fan, which I never knew, and I thought that was so cool. 
that uh, you looked up to me. But um, so you're a Habs fan. By, by big time. And then you played in the league. Yeah, I know. And then you played in the league. You were a Leaf, a Ranger, all that. Then you retire. You're still a Habs fan. Then Max comes to Montreal, and you're even more of a Habs fan. And now that Max is in Toronto, are you still a Habs fan? Yes, I am. I am. I always will be because of you, because of Guy Lafleur, and because of Jean Bellamo. Um, the history yeah. I have with Guy. Now, what Jean- about John? You met John, right? Yeah, actually, it's an amazing story. I was playing in Winnipeg. I was 24 years old, and uh, I was at Portage Mall. Um, Max's <laughs> mother and I. <clears throat> this is a huge line, and it's a line for Jean Beliveau autograph signing. And I'm like, Jean Beliveau, yeah. wow. You know? So I waited in line. The whole and I was, you know, a hockey player in Winnipeg. Everybody knew who I was, but I waited. I didn't try to go to the front. And Jean was sitting down the whole time. But when I got to the front of the line, he had the smile on his face and he knew exactly who I was. And he stood up and he was a big man. Yeah. And he hugged me and we took pictures and everything. And the rest of my career, for the rest of my career, anytime he was in uh, the Bell Center, he had come down before the game. It was a, it was a special moment. That's why Montreal is oof, special. He would come down and That's always awesome. get the trainers to bring me out. And I would talk to him and I have the best conversations with him. And anytime he was in that building, he he came to see me. And that was the rest of my career. God bless him. And so I just saw his wife, Mrs. Belleville, last year when Max is playing there. And I went down yeah. to the room where you guys all, and you know, they make me feel very, very special when I go to Montreal. They, they t- take care of me so well and how they treat you ex players there is just amazing. But uh, I saw Miss Beliveau and his high Miss Beliveau, Ty Domi. I said, Oh, your, your husband was very special to my heart. And, you know, and she, and she said to me, Jean spoke about you often. And I started crying. Like, and I hugged her. It was it was a special moment. So, it's uh, yeah. She's a nice lady. Yeah, I have John's autograph picture up in my a big one. Uh, I got, I'll show I, it got to I got I got his so, I got his yeah I got his autograph too. Yeah, awesome autograph too. Uh, yeah, yeah. He so, writes like so no perfect. one else. But that's why everybody should uh, do it. So yeah. perfect for him. It's just amazing. And he was such a classy gentleman. It's like I never met anybody more classy than John Bellavoe in hockey. I went to uh, a skate with him uh, when I was still playing here. And we went, it was a Sunday, and we went and skated with a bunch of kids and signed autographs and everything. And I saw his autograph. And I remember we used to get sticks in the room. And I, you know, just scribble fast as I could, right? And I'd sign an autograph. I'd be like, oh, what a pain in the ass this is, right? Just wanted to get it done. And I went with him that day, and I said, God, uh, Mr. Bellowo, he said, uh, I said, you have your, your penmanship, your autograph is unbelievable. And he said, Chris, don't bother to write it if they can't read it. He said, I've always done that. Always done that. Don't bother to write it if they can't read it. That's and I'm telling thing. you, it is the most perfect, yeah, classy signature. And he was a perfect, yeah. classy man. He was an unbelievable oh, guy. Yeah, the Incredible. Best, best, the, really the best. And he, he was like... He's the symbol of the Montreal Canadiens. He really is, uh, 
you know, the class of, yeah. of the elegance yeah. of, the, of the Montreal Canadiens. And Guy, you know, when Max played there, you know, the bond I had with Guy, that was a special times, man. You know, he'd wait for yeah. me sometimes after the game in the parking lot, you know, you go down, he'd be waiting there for me. He was awesome. He, he lived it. He knows the game too, man. He knew everything. Yeah. He, he loved Max and uh, he, he would, he would, uh, you know, what was going on with Max. He, he called a spade a spade, as you know, and uh, he was special, man. He was. Uh, yeah, he was a special guy. Him. I'll tell you a story about Guy. Yeah, me and Chelly were with him the night he retired. He dropped us off at the airport and we, and we said, what are you doing? Aren't you going to park and we're going to walk? We'll walk with you. He said, no, I'm done. And he dropped us off at the front door of the airport where usually we, we pull in the parking, right? And he retired. But, but Guy, um, God, he was incredible. And I remember what happened. One of the last games was at the, Bell, um, the Forum, the Bell Center, at the Forum. And Jacques was coaching, Jacques LeMaire. And Guy could not – Guy didn't play in a system. He has to go. And Jacques put in his system in, and Guy was just a natural player. Man, give me the puck. I'm going wide. I'm going to fly down. And that's how he was. Well, there was about three minutes left in the game. He was on the ice. He come back on the bench. There was about 2.20 left. And <laughs> Guy, like he always did, when there was not much time, he thought it was the last shift, he took his tape off, his, his pads, right? And he... He undid the tape, and he's just ready, ready to go in the locker room. He's not going to get another shift. Jacques Lemire sees it, and he goes. He calls him up the next shift. Flower, you're up. And Guy looked at him. I'm telling you, the two of them, it was like, and, you know, there was some friction there in retirement. They, they weren't getting along. I don't know if they ever buried the hatchet. I hope they did. Um, I hope because they did, it was, that, it, that, that doesn't sound too good. <laughs> Knowing Guy. No, it didn't sound good, but <laughs> but he called Guy up, and Guy was up. He went out on the ice, and his his pad was, like, turning sideways. <laughs> and and I'm sitting there on the bench. I'm going, oh, man, this is not going to be good. He was not happy. They yeah. had some words afterwards, but, you know, it was, yeah. it was sad. You know, and it's, it sucked. You know, they played together so many years. And then Jock's coaching now, and, you know, one thing Jock – he could coach players up. He had a he had a harder time coaching talent. You know, he was better coaching guys like you and me. You know, yeah. Tim not so much because Tim. Yeah, had I'm, un I'm uncoachable. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of coaching, you ever think about coaching, Ty? Or did you ever get into coaching? No, actually, uh, when I retired, though, um, you know, Pat Quinn was uh, best buddies with uh, Glenn Sather, and. Uh, Glenn Sather asked me if I, if I uh, wanted to be assistant GM in New York, New York. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I just went through, uh, you know, divorce and all that stuff. So I never, I never even thought of leaving my kids. So, you know, even when I, after that, I, Mario offered me three years to go to Pittsburgh and I didn't want to continue playing and leave my kids. So, you know, I, I, once I was done, I was done and I'm happy just to be a father and, uh, Enjoying All right, enjoy you played hockey your whole career. If you couldn't have played hockey, just say, what what other career path would you have taken? Do you think? Forget about sports. If yeah. you, it, what well, would have interested you in life? Well, I, I think I was because my father. I was always 
he was always an entrepreneur. <clears throat> so I was always kind of being an entrepreneur myself as an occupier. And I was interested in a lot of different things. I couldn't be one thing, as you probably know. <laughs> so just yeah. real estate, private equity, all that stuff kind of always intrigued me when I was a kid. And not that I, you know, I knew anything about it, but I, I was just interested in it because I was like, what is private equity? <laughs> you know, so that was kind of, I was always interested in it. And work with Jerry Schwartz so one summer in Onyx uh, when I was 25 years old. And uh, that was, that was a pretty cool experience. He was, and you started learning the ropes. Is that it? Yeah. When you were a young player? Yeah. When I was playing, I lost my father. So I dipped my toe in a lot of different things. And, you know, yeah, you, you go through experiences and you can't just say, oh, I'm going to do this, you know, and kind of mm -hmm. just kept, so, kept going. Let, let me ask you today. And again, I... I think I know you're pretty good, but w what do you do today? Uh, Heather, your wife, has a very yeah. successful yeah. real estate business. She's awesome. Yeah. Heather has an awesome <laughs> real estate business. But when I see you on Instagram and going around everything, you look like fucking America's guest, okay? So, <laughs> like, <laughs> what what do you do for a living now? I don't do much. Hi. America's I, fucking guest. I just try and you stay took my Mike Giruzioni's place. You took his place. You're everywhere I look, you're in fucking Florida. You're in L.A. with Wahlberg. You're with Brady in Florida. In Florida. Tommy Brady. Tommy, the GOAT. Um, who else? Drake. Drake. Uh, Post Malone. You, you, you just, you and Chelly, you've got the corner of the market on it. What are, you, what are you reading huh? off? What kind of card are you reading off there? No. No. I'm not reading off anything. I can see There's you nowhere off. in your... Seriously. There's you nothing off. in you know your... Post Malone. Post Malone? I know how to spell Post Malone. Come on. Here's the deal. <laughs> Carl is the, the basketball deal. player, Here's right? He's the basketball Here player. Here's Post the Malone... Deal. Post Malone's a quarterback the, he for, for the Jazz. He played no, for the Jazz. he's a quarterback oh, for the New Orleans Saints. Post Malone. By the way, um, by the way, you should change the podcast name from from Knuckles to Here's the Deal. Here's the deal. I like that. Here's, here's the, deal. the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Well, here's the deal. We'll have to, We'll have to talk <laughs> about that one. Um, yeah. But, so Knuckles, I'm, I want to be Tom Brady. I want to be serious for a second. Okay. All right. Let's be serious. Come on. I want to be serious. Like I'm proud of you, what you've been All through right. and being sober now for seven years, you could have been possibly 12 years. You had one bad day, but that kind of stuff for me yeah. and what you do for people and ex players. Uh, I know you're helping a lot of ex players and you're an inspiration to all of us. So keep doing what you're doing and keep, keep being yourself. And, you know, I'll always uh, support you any way I can. I appreciate and, it. I, I get Maki Mark on, but you called you call them shorts. So I don't know if he's gonna come on now. Maki Mark won't come on now. Yeah. Well, well, listen. Here's the deal. He can here's sit in the, the same seat that you're sitting in. <laughs> yeah. He can sit in the same seat you're sitting in right now, but you'll have to put a couple of phone books there for him so Whoa. he can get his. Knuckles, <laughs> you're really pushing limit, bro. Wow. No, Maki Mark is dissing me. I'm a local boy. I, I grew up in Boston too. Come on, he's not the only Bostonian. Come on, I was a big, fan. I'm a big fan of his. I love him. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I eat at Wahlburgers. Oh, um, those are good. I don't drink the the, the tequila. 
and I'm dying for some municipal gift for Tim and I. And I didn't know if you know, but Tim's a sober man too, you know. That's awesome. My boy. That's great, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Love to hear that stuff, guys. Really. No, um, Nux is the man. You're right. You're right, Ty. Nux is, uh, it's awesome. I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. It. And here's, here's the deal, yeah, we, Tim. Here's the deal. Tim, here's the deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> Knuckles is my, Knuckles so. is one of my idols. Okay. When, when I come to, when I was coming to Montreal all the time, he always says, yeah. Ty, you got to come to my house. You got to come to my house. I'm cook, I'm, I, I'm a great cook. I cook your meal. Cook your meal. I go to his house. I go 10 buck two. Took me forever to get there. Right. Here's the deal. <laughs> he cooked the day before I got there. He had no food for me. I, have a, I was almost starving. I went to the airport. No food. He left me no food. So I have not tried his food yet. So next time his? I come to Montreal, he goes, here's the deal. I'll cook you some some beer, some beer lemon, yeah. some beer lemon, <laughs> chicken lemon. Ty came out. Ty came out to visit me. Okay, I just have my knee replaced, you and I'm sitting on the couch with my knee up. Huh? You cooked, you cooked You're cooking injured. He there. was cooking injured. No, I have my knee. I have my knee replaced. No, that was another time I went and saw you. No, okay, that was, that was another, another time. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been to your house a few times, Knuckles. I know. Like, I've been punching. Well, the head I wasn't gonna. I know I was going to cook you dinner, but you know, you come at like two in the afternoon, two in the afternoon. Oh, I got a flight at four. How am I going to cook you dinner? You just show up. Yeah. I mean, come on. So <laughs> next time yeah. when, Jamie, when Jamie, you grow him some wall burgers, next time you cook him some wall burgers. <laughs> yeah. By the way, his, his burgers are doing great in a grocery store. The wall burgers. burgers are they? Good. I, oh, yeah, I haven't seen everywhere. them. Yeah. They're there. Knuckles. Oh, yeah. but, Get them at a Are they in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. Are they Don't in Canada? Them. I haven't seen them. Yes. In, I don't think they're in Quebec. I haven't seen a Wahlburger in, in, uh, in Quebec. Oh, well, I'm going to have to ask them. Huh? No. I'm going to ask them. Yeah, they're not in Quebec yet. I'm, I haven't seen them. Hmm. You know? Here's the deal. So, what other questions? So you you're in to Toronto me? now. Where are you heading next? Where am I heading next? I'm, I'm here, man. I'm with my mother. Enjoying my time with my mother and. Whoop. <laughs> Peter Svoboda calling me. That's a fine. That's a fine. That is. I, I thought I had my ringer off. That's terrible. Here's the deal, Knuckles. You know, terrible. When you have a show, you should have All a right. ringer I had it off. Okay. I don't know what, what happened. Else? It must be a defect. It's a defect in the Apple phone. What else you got for me, Knuckles? So, Tim, what do you got? I, that's it. That's I it. I, I don't question, know. Right? Knox is a eulogy question. If you could write your own eulogy, there it is. What would it be? Treated everybody the same from start to finish, and left it all out there like when that. he when he played. Knox, yours would be here's the deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, the, the deal. At the park in New York. <laughs> At the park in park New York. Park the car in Harvard Yard. <laughs> you you, you know what? You always bust my balls about my accent because you wish you could really speak that way normally. No, Knuckles. <laughs> right? You guys, you guys, you got a real. So Wahlberg's from Dorchester and you're from 
I'm from Please. West Roxbury. West Roxbury? West Roxbury. And what's West Roxbury? In Walburg, Dorchester, Dorchester tougher than your neighborhood or his, or his tougher? Well, I, I, I would question that. Uh, he'll probably say his was tougher, but I'd question that. He's from Dirty Dot. They call it Dirty Dot. He's from Dirty Dorchester. Dirty yeah. Dorchester? But, um, yeah, Dirty Dot. <laughs> Yeah, I would have taken care of that crew, the whole Wahlberg crew growing up. No problem. <laughs> yeah, he was here for a couple of days, challenged me every day. It's unbelievable. The I, guy actually, I, I know. He's, a, he's he an actually, animal he actually, uh, working out. Yeah. No, no, I mean, he thinks he can actually, if we, like, he wants to challenge me to a boxing match for Cherry, he thinks he, you know, he can take me. You know. You really, he, th he really thinks that? Yeah. Like, when he was shooting the fighter, I told him. Would you put I the headgear on? Would you when he was shooting that Mickey Ward movie, the, the fighter, I went to Boston. I called you, yeah. actually. That's when you're going through tough times back then. Yeah. I called you. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Those yeah. are over. Yeah, you remember that? But yeah, so he thinks he set. can fight you. Yeah, I used to go to set, and they would go, cut, cut, too close to Mark's face. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? The guy's never been oh. hit. I said, if I hit you once, I'll end your freaking career. <laughs> he, he's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding yeah, me? I, I, he actually I don't think that would end well. Mocky mock, listen, mocky mock. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would end well if Mocky mock fought you in the ring yeah, with the thank gloves you, on. Douglas, thank you. Yeah, you tell your no. Boston buddy that next time you talk to him, okay? Well, you, you got to put him in front of me. I'll tell him. You know what? Yeah, you know, I will. He, 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 listen, he puts his pants on the same way I do. Uh, no, he probably has somebody put his pants on for him, you know. Mocky <laughs> <laughs> mock. Oh. Yeah. So, listen, um, you know, I, I know you hate talking about hockey, but um, how about. This game today, if there's one rule hey, hey, Marky that Mark. you don't like. Marky Mark. Remember Chris Nyland, your Boston buddy? <laughs> I'm on his show right now. Say hi. What's up, guys? What's up there, Mark? How are you, man? What's going on? Good. How are you guys? Good. 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 <laughs> No, Ty's municipal. Dirty Dorchester. Is he calling from Dirty Dorchester? No, no. not Dirty Dot. Um, no, Dirty. Ty's just telling me he could. Um, you think you could take him in the ring with the gloves on? Could you? That would be a hundred percent guaranteed fact in one minute. Oh. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> How's that, Ty? Yeah, oh. but you're not yes. talking big now. Yeah. Frankie. How about your uh, Wahlburgers in the retail stores, number one? They don't have them in Montreal, he says. Do they have them in Canada? No. Oh, you're right. They don't. I told you. I said I would have bought them if they were there. Yeah, they don't have them. You got to get them. He'll send you some. He'll send you. I love it. I'd love to try the Muni, too. I got to check it out. The municipal. He the, the only stuff like I can't do is uh, <laughs> I love the Muni, yeah. but I I can't do the um, tequila. Municipal's not. Yeah, he doesn't drink anymore. He's been sober for years. Thank God. 
Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. All right, Frank. I just wanted to say hi to these guys. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, hey, Mark, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. God bless you guys. You can end Love the you. show now. All right. <laughs> Take care. Way to go. Thanks, Ty. That was cool. Yeah, Mark, was Mark. Cool. There's Mark and Mark. I didn't tell <laughs> so you. So he said he, he, was, he was pretty confident that he would fucking take yeah, you. Yeah, he, he's pretty confident he can kick your ass. Yeah. I, I think you're going to have to do it. I think now. you're gonna have to do it now because we're gonna put that out there. That's that's gonna get out there. Wahlberg oh, challenge you, gonna, and you're yeah, not gonna fight him. Fucking hey, hey, yeah. one punch <laughs> ends his career. That pretty face gets caved right in. Okay, over. He's got 20 years left in his life and his career. He's going like this. He doesn't yeah. want to go like this yeah. because if I go. <laughs> squash that pretty face his career's over over well you can wear the real big gloves right you yeah. could just wear the real big gloves you know head so you gear? don't wear the head big gear? pillows headgear head yeah headgear no chance <laughs> my work headgear if i actually go with him i will actually go with him but i don't want to you know i don't want to hurt him i love him I love. Uh, we're like brothers. Uh, but I'm telling you, he's getting way too brave. The last couple of days, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah, I don't know what's got. He is in good shape. Oh, okay. Please. How old is he now? How old's Marky Mark? Marky Mark's a year younger than me. One year younger. How old are you? Fifty. How old are you? Fifty-three. Marky Mark. He's fifty-two. God, he looks like Marky Mark looks like he's about thirty-five. <laughs> you look like you're about fifty-three. <laughs> okay here's the deal knuckles here's the yeah. deal all right bring it i love bring you, it i love you and i, and I love you too and i appreciate you coming on hey tim all these guys that asked me to do podcasts the hockey guys all these hockey i always say i gotta do knuckles and tim i gotta do knuckles and tim i told knuckles out of respect for you knuckles for you okay Maki, Maki. you said you never went on You've been on other podcasts. I saw no, you. Oh, I did. I did spin chicklets the early days. Yeah, I did. I told you that. I told yeah. you that the early days. I did spit and chicklets, but I, you know, I just, I don't know. And I don't love talking about fighting. <laughs> but you, I know you don't. Me. You fought as much as me, and you understand it. So what the hell? And we talk well, about it. I get fighting. it. I get it. You know, probies. All right, listen. Here's the deal. Um, here's the deal. <laughs> One of these days. You gotta maybe when the Leafs come to play uh, the Habs, you come up here with Heather. We'll go for dinner and go to the game. What do you say? Yeah, we gotta meet yeah, Heather one day. Cook, you gotta cook for him, Nux. Um, I will do that too. I'll cook him a gourmet meal, Albanian gourmet. food. Gourmet, Tim. You want told Albanian me food? Gourmet meal the other night. Knuckles, tell him what you cooked. Yeah, well, the, well, the other night I cooked Greek. I cooked unbelievable lamb chops with lemon potatoes, tzatziki, potatoes, potatoes, grilled grilled broccoli with olive oil and lemon. Unbelievable meal, great Greek meal. I can cook Albanian, and I've never cooked Albanian. But if you come here, I will make you an Albanian meal. Okay, sounds great. Yeah, and you'll love it. Well, that was fun, guys. Okay, I really appreciate you guys yeah, having. Yeah, it was awesome.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Raw Knuckles Podcast. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe.